big pimpin', baby. That's right. Big pimpin', spinning cheese. Gee, 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 gee. You know why? Thug them, hug them, love them, leave them, but I don't trust or need them. Take them out the hood, keep them looking good. With diamond cuts that'll freeze them. First time they fuss, I'm breezing. Talk about what's the reasons? I'm a pimpin' every sense in the word, my mind. Better trust and believe them. In the cup where I keep them. Till I need the work, till I need to beat it up. Then it's beep, beep, then I'm picking them up. Then I play with it. Let him play with it in the truck. How we doing, Nerd Nation? Long time no hear from. Long time no been around. What's up with that? I don't think your microphone's on. What's up with that? There you go. A little rusty on the wheels, but we're getting there. Yeah. Knock the dust off. It's all like riding a bike from Grey Goat Bikes. <laughs> hey, I finally got a plug. <laughs> Holy shit. Two locations and a... Uh, third on the way. A third on the way. Can we talk about it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Third and fourth. Three and a half. Three and a half. Three and a half. Well, how you guys been? Busy. Yeah? You know, we had the holidays, and then, uh, you know, this whole uh, new store thing. Yeah. So that's uh, that's kept me on my toes. What about you? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm doing all right. Recovering from the holiday season. Seems like it was it was an exceptionally rough holiday season for some reason. It like it just it, it was just I, for me personally it was like just the managing of it all. It was exhausting. Yeah, very. I've got a more clearer picture in mind for next year. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're managing the two family scenario now. Uh, like the fifteen family scenario. We had yeah. five. Families are exhausting. Five Christmases. <laughs> five. And they stretched all the way to the north part of the state, all the way down to the south part of the state. Dude, you should have been in my shoes when I was in St. Louis, and we had to go here, north part of the state, Connecticut, back here. Yeah. Hard pass. I don't don't miss those days. Just have to have a big enough house where everybody comes to you. You know, that's the goal. Like, the only reason (laughs) I want to win the lottery is so I don't have to go anywhere for holidays anymore. Works for me. Uh, No, I mean, that's just period. Yeah. (laughs) That's the only reason why I want to win the lottery so I don't have to go anywhere. I'll still keep a small job to stay humble. <laughs> job counting my money like fucking yeah. Scrooge McDuck. Diving in some gold coins. Uh, well, this is Nerdspeak, and we are officially back. And this is episode 84. Sorry for the unannounced hiatus. And w- this is Brendan, as always, with my Uncle Ted. What up, world? And my older Uncle Brian. Yeah, that's me. Still old. Still old. <laughs> uh, and we, uh, you know, we took some time off over the holidays, kind of retooling some things here for the podcast, so hopefully you like some of the changes. If not, you can always leave us a review on iTunes and tell us how much you don't like it. But for now, we're just going to kick off with... Uh, yeah, we would like the ones where you do like it, too. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I guess if you're gonna if you're going to be there. We're not just looking for the negative reviews. Uh, we'll start with our week in review. Ted, what are you watching these days, bub? Uh, last movie we watched was Venom, and oh. that was that was a big m- okay. Uh, well, we knew he'd feel like that. I, it was better than what I thought it was going to be for sure, but I don't remember like Venom being the punchy sidekick. 
which is kind of like how it comes off in the movie. Have you seen it? I have yeah. not yet. Oh, yeah, you haven't seen it yet? I thought you saw it. Nah. Are you? You're really trimming your... <laughs> I got splinters and shit in my fingers I right now. I can hear that. <laughs> Sorry. That didn't Every, mean, didn't mean for everybody can hear that. If Brendan can hear it... <laughs> Sorry. Just trying to get something out of my finger. W-T-F. Um, yeah, they kind of treat Venom more like a sidekick. Like, almost comic relief. Like, too Eddie? In a way, yeah. I mean, at first he's, you know, very menacing and stuff. But, like, by the end of it, it's like, oh, come on, man. Let me bite his head off. And it's just like, okay. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's it, a, it, it becomes it, a little bit of a buddy flick. It does. And, I mean, and Brandy, she watched it. She's like, that's totally not what I thought it was going to be, which I totally get. So, I mean, you know, was it horrible? No. Was it the best thing ever? No. And, you know, I could totally was see them the, making a second one. Was it the obviously. best Spider-Man okay. production Sony's ever done outside of something animated? Yes. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I really, really liked... Garfield uh, was good. Garfield, yeah. yeah. I, I, a lot of people shit on Amazing 2, but I don't know. I just remember watching that in the theater in her head, and that whole... That was intense. Anyway. <laughs> uh, we also... Oh. Because the entire theater goes absolutely silent, <laughs> and all you hear is dunk. I uh, watched Ballard of Buster Scruggs on Netflix. Nice. That was pretty enjoyable. I've heard good things about that. Yeah. What's what's that whole thing about? Uh, Joel and Ethan Cohen uh, wrote, directed it. It's like six short stories. Six short stories, and the first one is the Ballard of Buster Scruggs, and that's um, Timothy Blake Nelson. And he plays, like, this sharpshooter and this outrageous white get-up and, you know, finally meets his match. And then there's a one with Tom Waits. Who that plays, was my favorite one. Who plays a gold miner, uh, and it's just him. I mean, there, there's another character in it for, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, the James Franco one. Somebody's phone's going off. It's a... Uh uh, James Franco one that was play. pretty good. Uh, he plays a, a an outlaw that gets caught like several times. And yeah, somehow never. Um, the Liam Neeson one was so weird. That was very strange. And that's yeah. the boy from Harry Potter, his asshole cousin, in the first two. Oh really? Yeah. The, the dude with no arms and legs. The yeah. Kid? Oh okay. That's him. And I was just like, what? There was a lot of, like, what-the-fuck moments. Yeah. That, like... Because everybody was like, oh, I don't know. Like, it was this, this, and that. And I was just like... I walked... Or, you know, like, I stepped away from a bunch of them being like... What was I supposed to get out of yeah. this? Um, there was that one. Uh, Tom Waits, James Franco. The... Lester uh, Scruggs. What was the, the... I can't remember the girl who... But it's the sister whose brother dies and she ends up like having to try oh, to Oh yeah yeah it. yeah I like that one. Zo- Zoe uh Yeah. Is it Zoe Kravitz? No, not Kravitz. Kravitz. Uh, um shit. Yeah. If you want Zoe to Bell, but it will tell you. Anyway, that she plays a, a a a girl who's going along with her brother on the Oregon Trail basically and he dies and so then she's inherited with his debt and she's like talking with the the guy leading the trail, and I, I really kind of liked that one. That was pretty good. I, yeah. And then the last one was the stagecoach one. That probably had the most recognizable people in it. Brendan Gleeson, um, Cagney, what's her name? From Cagney and Lacey, I think. Anyway, they... Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, but they're on a stagecoach, 
and they're just random people talking. So it, it's worth watching. It there are there are definitely some highlights. There are definitely some lowlights. The production on it is pretty great, which is kind of standard for them. So, so did um, you uh, being a fan of all that kind of uh, Coen Brothers type stuff? What, did you uh, see the uh, Stella Trois commercial at Super Bowl? I did. I mean, that was I fun. Wasn't much. It was. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. You know, I mean, Jesus. Do you think that's where the Do you think that's where the rumors of a sequel was coming from? It's gotta be. Could be. Yeah. I don't think that they would do that. But no, nobody could pull off that fucking facial hair like he can. Yeah. It just looks like that is the facial hair I strive to have. Him and Kurt Russell. Yeah. Kurt Russell can have oh, an yeah. amazing beard. Yeah. His Santa Claus beard was pretty good. <laughs> that yeah. thing was epic. Um. We just we started watching the last episodes of Kimmy Schmidt the other night. We got Halloween, the Jamie Lee Curtis one, but we didn't get a chance to watch it, so we went back to Redbox and watched. Oh, bummer. Yeah, because Redbox is a bunch of fuckers, the way they do things. Anyway, but yeah, what about you, Brian? Well, let's see. We went and saw The Upside. Yeah, we saw that, too. Hadn't been to a movie in a minute, so... Shit, probably last since the last time uh, we were on. <laughs> that was that was a date night we got yeah. uh, a couple weeks ago. And uh, really good. I mean, mm-hmm. enjoyable. Kevin Hart does well. Brian Cranston. I mean, the whole thing was, you know, really well done. I mean, eh, no big surprises really, but no, just a good feel-good movie. Um, the French films, was, I thought, was a little bit better. Yeah. So. Oh, you've seen it? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then... Uh, we uh we started rewatching from the beginning uh, Game of Thrones last nice. night okay. night four just to uh, getting ready for it get ready for it and you know we're only like five episodes in maybe and oh my god the amount of stuff that is really established then and you oh, don't yeah. really realize until like episode you know like yeah. season six the reveal that comes from it you're like wow. You gotta get past didn't, that first episode. Didn't though. catch that, dude. I loved that. I, I didn't my first shit episode. on that. I liked it. That yeah. first episode, episode was like, I was like on board. Like, bring it yeah. to me. I mean, when they we find White Walkers right off the bat, puppies, little puppies. You got White Walkers right away, so that was just the first character you see. Yeah. yeah. True. And you don't see him again until season eight. Well, I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've got to. I'm working. I'm scheming the plan to get HBO back in the house by April. So okay. <laughs> well, let us know. Have you We've tried got HBO now. using the HBO app? Yeah, I, I, to I com- did. That you're yeah, yeah. That's how I used to do it. Yeah. But I made the mistake of dropping Comcast in favor of Stars. And you mean, you mean HBO? HBO? Yeah, sorry. Uh, HBO in favor of Stars. What do you even watch on Stars? <laughs> I was watching a couple of the series, and then they were having a lot. They were having better movies at the time. Okay. And so, but anyway, I've got I gotta go visit the Comcast store and make a scene. I'm gonna make Where's a scene. Where's your manager? <laughs> Do you know who I am? I'm one of three hosts of a highly successful podcast <laughs> here in town. <laughs> Award-winning, damn it! Brendan, what have you been watching? Uh, so I've actually been watching a bunch lately. Um, but I've been doing this thing in February where I'm trying to kind of like my Halloween rom-coms. Doing but rom-coms? I'm doing rom. I'm doing 14 rom-coms throughout February. That Can I've I interrupt you for a second? Go ahead. I thought about that today on my way to work. Really? Like, what if you took something from each month and tried and, to do? Because I was thinking, I was just thinking that same thing. Because like, EW put out a bracket for rom-coms. Right, and yeah. so like people are voting on it and shit. And I'm like, 
You could do 28 rom-coms in February, just like you could do 31. Yeah, yeah, but you, you want to try to keep up to that. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. just, well, the thing of it is, is that I started look, thinking about what would the other month's themes be. Well, you, you do, do like, like baseball in July. All Irish movies in March. March, I was thinking about that. I'm like, January, you could do, like, New Year movies and Civil Rights movies. April. <laughs> or you can do, like, Oscar movies. Well, Oscars are in... Uh, March. I know, but they all get announced. They all get announced. So that's January. when you, so you yeah, know, everyone starts true. watching them. Uh, you could do all like stoner-based movies in April. Mm, for 420. Yeah. Nice. Anyway, go ahead with what you watch. But Something yeah, to think so about. Uh, so last night, uh, because she'd always want, like Aaron had always wanted to see it, but I was like, I'm not going to the movie theater to pay for this. Was that a uh, Crazy Rich Asians? Yeah. So we saw that. Um, I watched that at home. Any good? Eh. It, no. <laughs> like, it is every other rom-com, but yeah. with Asian people. It just wasn't what I expected. Like, I, I feel like if you're going to try to... I expect a little more rom or com and less rom. I expected them to try to actually do something different if you're going to tackle yeah. something of that magnitude in the way in which, like, you were like, hey, guess what? Like, we can do it, too. And it's like, yep, you did. You did it exactly the way that everybody else does it. Right, but the thing of it is is that, from what I read, that Netflix offered him, like, twice the budget mm-hmm. to do it for them, and he turned it down so that they could produce a Asian-American film viably and make sure that they turn a profit on it. I mean, they did, for sure. It's in the yeah. top 20 highest-grossing movies this year. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, easily. But, I mean, yeah, like, it, I, I don't know. It wasn't anything special. And some of, like, some of the plot, I was just kind of like, what? Like, you just totally went, like, against it? Or it's like, or you're trying to show me that that character is that ass backwards of, like, a, essentially, like, a villain. And it was, I was just... Hearing, I was hearing from one of the, the producers, or not producers, but, like, uh, set decorator types, but... They were like having to work out all this stuff for like they were renting jewelry for like two hours, and they oh, had wow. to get all those sh- shots done with those jewels during That's those crazy. two hours. So they had to go back because of their budgetary constraints. So they were working those kind of ang- those, those angles. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, it was like it was. They had it's like it had its funny moments. It had its sweet moments. It's you know, it's got the classic airplane romantic comedy scene. And uh, yeah, so I mean, I think it, it checked all the boxes. Um, but they're Asian, yeah, and rich and crazy, and, crazy. and neither of it mattered. Yeah, it, I mean, it really didn't. Like I, I don't know. Um, but then the other, so the other two that I've seen so far, so I'm up to three. Uh, is I saw my big fat Greek wedding for the first time. I'd never seen that before. Oh really? I'd never had a reason to see it. It yeah. came out when I was young, and I never dated a girl that was like super into it. Apparently, it's Aaron's favorite movie. So. I'm not seeing any payback here. What do you mean? She's not watching things we need her to watch. You watch a lot of things she want. She did watch, watch. She did watch Hellboy. Okay. And she loved it. Uh, I did get her to watch uh, Empire Records. She liked that. Well, nice. that shouldn't be too hard. Uh, she saw. Uh, you know, she watched Solo. But we're getting there. We're working. Around. We saw Tag. That was really good. It was enjoyable. Uh, yeah, tag's fun. But then the other rom-com that I had never seen, obviously, because a lot of people, one, shouldn't have ever seen it, was this, uh, that podcast I listened to, How Did This Get Made? 
did Little Italy with Hayden Christensen and Emma Roberts. Oh, it came yeah. out last <laughs> September. Right. Fuck, dude, that is a bad movie. It was really, really bad. Aaron and I were both just like, what the fuck? Like, how the fuck could you mess it up that bad? It is. Nice. It was damn near racist. It's how bad it was. Windex on everything. That's right. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've now learned that. So, yeah. I so, can't believe you hadn't seen that before. Yeah, I hadn't. I'd never seen mm. it. So I mean, I knew all the jokes because obviously it's like, you know. Right. Culturally relevant, but yeah. So, yeah, so that's what I am watching. I caught a. I don't think I'm like three episodes into the new season of The Punisher. That's really good. I've heard a lot of people kind of shit on it. I don't know. I'm enjoying it. I mean, it's kind of like a, okay, Frank, you do this to yourself, and that's kind of like your thing. Now I get it. Hmm. Like, you're, you know, a masochist. Is that the one that hurts themselves? Or is it the sadist? Masochist. Yeah. Sadist yeah. inflicts. Right. So, yeah. So, and it's kind of like a... Oh, you really didn't have to involve yourself, and now you did, and this is kind of your fault. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but yeah, alrighty. Well, now we will jump into the box office review. Um, so this weekend we had the Lego Movie Two come out, and surprisingly, none of us saw it. None of us saw it. Did not see it. And they uh, paid the price for it. Apparently, they were expected to jumpstart the box office uh, season for 2019 and they came out with a measly 34.4 million yeah. or 34.7 excuse me just a measly yeah um, which was quite a bit lower than they expected yeah by like half almost right yeah they were talking they were kind of expecting 50 60 million dollar yeah. opening but just got that I think a lot of people were not all that enthused by it maybe I don't I know, know. I think they did Maybe a... Maybe the weather kept people more people in. I think they did a poor... I had no idea that it was coming out this weekend. Like Marketing hasn't been great on it. Yeah, yeah, you know, they did the trailers and stuff, and they were they were adequate, but there wasn't a whole lot of, hey, it's this weekend, you know? Yeah. Um. Then in number two, we had What Men Want, which was the Taji P. Henson spinoff of Mel Gibson's What Women Want. I'm surprised that didn't do better. That looks pretty funny. Yeah. That came out within $18.2 million for the weekend. And then in number three was Racist Liam Neeson and his new movie, <laughs> Cold Pursuit, <laughs> coming out with uh, $11 million, which I think that whole, I don't know. We don't have to get into that. That was just another... <clears throat> another thing. So, we are uh, actually playing uh, a new game for all of those paying attention at home. We shortly, briefly discussed it before we took our hiatus, and we're kind of making it, or we're kind of playing around with it uh, ourselves, and then once we kind of get the hang of it, we'll open up our league to the public, and so anybody that follows in Nerd Nation can join. Why don't you tell them what it is? Uh, That's what I'm getting to, Ted. Patience. Uh, still, that break did nothing. So we, uh, Brian founded this place called Fantasy Movie League, and it's essentially like a football fantasy drafting system that you do every week, and you're given like a certain amount of money every week. I think it's a thousand, and they price out their movies uh, based on 
uh, I guess their version of their worth. Expectations. Expectations. Um, and so you get $1,000 and you have to fill eight movie theaters, essentially. But you only have the $1,000 to spend. So you'll inevitably have to repeat some theaters. You're essentially building out like your movie theater for the weekend. And saying like, well, hey, this movie's going to be very combination popular. of current move eight current movies to get you the maximum amount out of your Box theater. Right. You're, you're, yeah, you're managing a, a theater of eight screens, and you've got a limited budget, and you get to what are you going to put on those screens to maximize your return on that and that investment? And so then it's based on real weekend money values that these movies actually pulled in and they've and the newer movies have higher values right so you can't like this weekend you couldn't fill all eight with the lego movie two yeah you can get one lego movie two and almost nothing else yeah exactly and so you have to base it out like brian went with two screens showing what men want one screen showing glass and then five screens showing spider-man into the spider-verse uh, and he came out as the winner this week with 57.9 million Ted went with one screen showing the Lego Movie 2, one screen showing the upside, two screens showing glass, and one screen showing Aquaman, and ballsily <laughs> left three movie theaters empty. Because you do get penalized. Because you do get action. penalized for uh, no theaters. But he somehow pulled it out and came in second with $52.9 million, putting him $5 million below Brian. And then I came in third with one screen having Lego Movie 2, another screen having The Prodigy, which was a new horror movie that came out this weekend, uh, one screen showing The Green Book, one screen showing Miss Bala, two screens showing Bohemian Rhapsody, and two other screens showing Mary Poppins. I came out with a total of $50.4 million, putting me $7.5 million behind the winner, Brian. And so, yeah, so we'll play this for a couple more weeks, kind of figure out, because the perfect Cineplex, uh, they do show you that every week. Uh, the perfect Cineplex was one screen showing what men want and every other screen showing the upside, and that would have come out to a total, where'd that go? I, used to, I think it was like an 86. The perfect was like 86 million 86 this point, week. Yeah, 86.5 yeah. million So they'll, they'll always, every week, show you what would have been the perfect Cineplex? Mm-hmm. And so it's fun because you can uh, everybody gets in who's on the website into the FML League, uh, and then you can join our Nerdspeak Nation one. There's an app you can use on your phone. And so. There's a yeah, an easily free downloadable yeah. app, or yeah, you really can just go takes on a desktop. A few seconds to set up. So, yeah, everybody go on and create your. If you want to get ready to join the Nerdspeak Nation League when we launch it live, you can get in and start practicing. And pay attention to social media. We'll remind you each week on Thursday to make sure that your lineups are set. But we'll also announce when we're going to start opening that to the public. So, Cool. Uh, on to some new trailers that dropped uh, this week and last. The first one being Shaft. Which what you talking about? Is not... It's just called Shaft, which is what the first one was called. So that'd be like Jurassic Park The Lost World just being called Jurassic Park. It's not Shaft 2019. And them expecting you to realize that it's a sequel. Shaft Jr.? Uh, I, yeah, I was surprised that they didn't like they didn't do any sort of play on words or you know like the return of Shaft or Shaft returns or maybe just because the Shaft is getting no bullshit. With it. It's just Shaft. So every movie is just named Shaft. Yeah, <laughs> you just have to the, play it off year. The Samuel Jackson one. 
That's what I'm saying. That would well, both no, of I his. I take that back. The originals, it was like Shaft goes to Africa, Shaft beats up white dude, whatever yeah. it was. There was a lot of. That's what I'm saying. Though. Like, there's nothing. So now you just have to say Shaft 2005 and Shaft 2019. Yeah. 2000. Excuse me, 2000. Good God, it's been almost 20 years. Yeah. Gotcha. I, we just talked about yep. it not too long ago because I watched it. Yeah. Christian Bale. Jeffrey Wright. Busta Rhymes. Yeah, Tony Clark. Shaft in 1971, then Shaft in Africa, Shaft's Big Score, then the TV series. Get Shafty. Anyway. So anyway, so yeah, so that trailer dropped where we find out that Grandpa and Junior are Coming in the back. business now. So we'll have three Shafts. And they're keeping the trench coat. Keeping Stores the trench coat, keeping the <laughs> turtleneck business going, and keeping the sawed-off shotguns rolling. So, I mean, initial thought. It seems like Roundtree's a little bit more involved with this one than he was the last one. Because was he? He said he was. He was there. in the last one. He was just kind of like in the corner of the bar with like six women draped over him, and it was just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but this one looks like he's a little bit more involved with uh, grandson in tow. Cool, cool. Uh, the next one that came out was the teaser trailer for Child's Play, starring Aubrey Plaza and everyone's favorite doll, Chucky. Which, apparently, Jennifer Tilly came out and was like, this ain't my Chucky. Dude, <laughs> first off, you're not my Chucky, so beat it. Yeah. Uh, it all went to hell after that. The first three, it's like, I'll give it to him. Sure. But then when she came in and the seed of Chucky and... I'm trying to remember. Is it, I, there was the Bride of Chucky, and then there was the one that I watched where they brought. It was what was it called? Cult of Chucky, where they brought like everybody that's ever been in a Chucky movie into the movie. Just want to let you know you're spending way too much time talking about fucking Chucky movies. Sorry. The Child's Play. The original Child's Play movies were good and scary as shit. I'm excited about it though. I mean, really? I yeah. Like I. I, mean, I think we don't even get to see the doll. Not yet. It's a teaser, Ted. <laughs> I just want to know who's doing the voice. Well, that Shaft movie pretty much told us. Shaft movie. You used to the watch whole the movie. Tra- <laughs> yeah, you watch the trailer. You're pretty much good on it. And I can wait till it comes out on Stars. Yeah. Uh, then the third uh, trailer we got this week, we got uh, the second trailer, the full trailer for Pet Cemetery, which looks like they are switching up a lot of the original. Like it looks like the dad's the doctor. Not the wife. It looks like they kill the older daughter, not the like three, four year old. Yeah, the young, uh, the older one. The older one, and there is something else that they uh, had uh, switched up. But again, watch the trailer. You're seeing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and most of us have seen the original. Uh, so I mean, you kind of know what's going on. It's just a new, interesting take on it. Right. But, I mean, I don't know. I, like, I feel like for someone who hasn't seen it, I feel like there's still a lot that oh, you don't definitely. get. Yeah. And, it, it, and Brandy's a fan of the big one and the book, and I think this is closer to the book. The book I was going to wonder about that because so. I don't really read Stephen King. Like, he did enough damage as a child that I didn't really need to <laughs> inflict that upon myself as an adult. So. Um, before we get into the final bullshit trailer, uh, I do notice that all three of these are fucking bullshit remakes. Or bullshit remakes again. Bullshit remakes, and they uh, raping my childhood. Yeah, I, we've had a Aaron and I were talking about this the other night, and like the validity of like 
original scripts or like what you consider original like is pet cemetery an original script i mean like it's based off of a book so right. it's a screenplay so it's a screenplay yeah it's an adapted screenplay okay so like but you yeah like you don't cons- like it's not original i guess no because nobody that's working on it came up with it and so like if you what you what you would consider i guess like you, no matter what iron, you like, have to cite your source material Right. So, like, or, and like the big thing that we talked about was like the Marvel movies. Mm -hmm. Like, I would consider those original movies, like, because they don't, to a T, follow any storyline that's available. But they're adapted. Okay. Like, Logan was nominated for screenwriting. Best adapted screenplay? It was nominated in the adapted screenplay, not the original. That's right. So, like, with the Oscars, there's two categories for screenwriting there's the original screenplay. An adapted screenplay. Gotcha. So Logan, while Logan was right off the graphic novel, you know that was old man. Like, and no, it was loosely ish. Yeah, but I mean, there were certain things that they took from that, but certain thing, other things that they took from other Wolverine books. Um, so yeah, I think anytime there's, I mean, anytime there's going to be a comic, it'll be adapted. Mm. And I, yeah, Black Panther wasn't nominated, so for not screenplay, for screenplay, yeah, but it'll it'll always be adapted. And you know, if you're gonna call it Pet Cemetery, everybody knows that's Stephen King books. So you're gonna have to say based on or adapted from this book. That cool. Yeah, just wondering about that. And then the last big trailer that we got uh, was the Hobbs and Shaw trailer, which is an original screenplay. Hell yeah! Right? That like Hobbs and Shaw would be an original screenplay. We don't yep. we don't need the table to go anywhere. Keep your boners down. No, no, it's gonna rage out like the Rock. I'm so this. fucking about this movie. It hurts. <laughs> I texted all my we'll, friends. We'll have to have a Friday afternoon buddy movie. Oh my movie god, go. dude! I like, I like when it came out. I was Idris Elba is in this movie. <laughs> Sign me up. And it's like, yeah, where else could the Fast and the Furious go? Superheroes. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. The next next stop is space, dog. It, the one thing that I do kind of like is that it's very just blunt and straight to the point, where he's just like. I'm the bad guy. I think you're right. Like, and it's like, I don't need to talk. I don't need to. There's no yeah, bullshit bad guy, about this. This is what's going to happen. I'm going to get yeah. the things that I want. You're going to either give them to me or I take them. Right. And that's the way that it's going to be. And <laughs> The Rock and Jason Statham are no match. So we'll see if this buddy cop movie can work out for them and they victor in the end. But I am very, yeah, very excited about this movie and the fact that it's Fast and the Furious Presents. Is this a, a summer or? I mean, it, I don't. Come out in February. I think it comes out starts. in July, so it's pretty late summer, okay. early fall, if you know what I'm talking about. Right. Okay. Uh, but yeah, this is definitely a big summer blockbuster movie. So you're you're gonna get at least one more trailer. Oh, at least, yeah, yeah, a lot of TV spots. And then they're doing a nine, right? A they are doing a Fast and the Furious nine. But then, what's her face that she may not be in it? Michelle Rodriguez came out, yeah, today or yesterday, and talked about how she's not too sure about where she. She may have come to her senses. Maybe, yeah, because nobody likes dump trucks full of money backed into their driveway. Well, she probably working out to get an extra couple dump trucks. Yeah, she, she needs a longer driveway. Please, I'm sure like that if, has something to do with it. Yeah. So, uh, Brian's about it. Ted's not about it. Brendan's about it. I'm sure if it comes on TNT one Saturday afternoon and I'm drunk enough, I may watch it. This is definitely going to be like a two-time-in-the-theater viewing. Jeez. At least. 
it's just like so much fun like how could you not and to go i mean like that that's an original right no that would be based on it's not based on anything because they're continuing their very own story no it's going to be based on whoever came up with those that it'll be you know based on the characters created by joe blow and joe x blow Mm, okay. See, I, like, I don't know. I don't like because there's if if the same people aren't involved, like when did Hobbs and Shaw show up? Seven or eight? I know they came in six. Six. Okay, so if it's not the same screenwriters six. that are doing Hobbs and Shaw that did six, it'll say based on creator characters created by whoever did those, and then who else ever came up with like if there's any Fast and Furious characters, then they got to give the very first one credit to. Gotcha. Dang, so you can make a bunch of... Dude, whoever wrote that first Fast and the Furious movie is cashing in. Sick. Okay, moving on. Uh, so we've got some fun nerd news this week. We'll go over really quickly. Uh, Hulu and Marvel Animated have decided to team up for some TV shows that came out of literally nowhere. Fucking out of left field. And using characters that I would say a strong majority of people have not heard of. Well, you're gonna get the. I think the the big the big one's gonna be the Howard the Duck, run by Kevin Smith, Smith, and then one of the guys from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah, the guy that did Meatwad. Right, and then you're gonna get um, no shit. Tiger and the Dazzlers, written by Chelsea Handler. Oh really? I hadn't heard that yet. Yeah. Um, and then Modoc. It's got Patton Oswalt (laughs) attached to it. It's, it's gonna be kind of funny. That that could I could see I, that like, being funny. And they're all like a. They said they, they're like adult centric. Yeah. Which I wonder is why this is gonna end up on Hulu and not the Disney streaming. Network. I would assume so. And then the fourth one is the Hit Monkey, who I had I had never heard of. Yeah. In my entire career of reading Marvel comic books, never come across that dude. Is like a alpine snow monkey that was trained to be an assassin, assassin. and was. <laughs> done wrong by his master (laughs) so now he's just in a tuxedo wearing sunglasses and killing motherfuckers it's almost like what kill bill is based on Uh, yeah right is it the hit monkey or just it's the hit monkey uh and i i don't remember who was doing that one but yeah so they're doing all four of those then there's going to be a culminating show called the offenders yeah which is a striking play on the Netflix's Defenders. Right. Oh, he's a snow monkey. Yeah. Alpine snow monkey. And so, yeah. So, I mean, I don't, like, am I going to watch it? Of course. Especially if Kevin Smith is attached to Howard the Duck. Yeah. And, and that's, I like, think everything I love. He kept hitting at something during one of his For the whole, like, past couple of years. Times, that there was something coming up. Something, something big he's been up. working on. Yeah. And so I was listening to, because I'm actually listening to this week's, but since this came out today, I don't think he would have talked about it on this week's Babylon because they record on Friday. Yeah. So I don't know. Don't so we haven't so. got to the nerd news yet. But um, but yeah, so that, I mean, I don't know. It seems fun, at least. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, Dan Fogler came out uh, and said that the third installment of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them has been pushed back several months due to, and what they have been told, was the scale that they are going for this yeah, movie it like and that it's going to be a, a very large scale has production. nothing to do with its shitty box office of the second one. Yeah, they said it was very soft. Um, yeah, still haven't seen that. Uh, this third story here. Did you go see that? Oh hell yeah! You did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember. 
this third story here struck me as why DC continues to fuck everything up. And they have got... There's been a couple of those, like, here <laughs> in the last couple of weeks. They have now decided that they want to put effort into a spinoff movie from Aquaman just about the trench and those sea creatures. What? It's supposed to be strictly based on the 52. Yeah. The new 52. It's supposed, like, it's not supposed to involve Aquaman so right. much, but be just about those creatures in the trench and kind of how they came to be. Well, they're just going to keep Julie Andrews busy. I, I mean, I, that could yeah. be a one of their animated things. Could but literally be anything else except a live action. Like you're, it, This won't happen. I hope not. I hope somebody over there gets their sense about them and says, no, stop. Get the rolled up newspaper and start smacking noses over at the DC film place. Well, I mean, Jim Lee's supposed to be running the show, supposed. <sighs> now that Jeff Johns is... You know, making movies. Quote. Yeah. There's, uh, you saw, you saw that fucking picture of Cavill, where the dude's wearing a tank top and is just like fucking shredded. Henry? No, I haven't seen this one. Oh my god! It, there's a meme where he's like standing, he's got a tank top on and it is just like fucking muscle, 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 <laughs> muscle, muscle. And it's like, imagine you're DC. Imagine you have Henry Cavill lined up to play Superman. Now imagine you have no clue what the fuck to do with him. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like a picture of his Clark Kent and he's just like <laughs> looking down. But supposedly he filmed a cameo for Shazam. I thought that this was done. No, and he is in contention to be Superman again and get Man of Steel 2 made. The big content the big problem issue that they are coming up with is that he wanted a producer credit and he wanted approval of director and screenplay. And they're all, like, kind of pushing back on him on that shit. Well, can you blame him anymore? Yeah, I mean, seriously, on. like, stop fucking it up. Well, I think Man of Steel, to this day, I think that holds up on its own. I, you know, and, like, I go back and I watch it, and I'm like, I'm really not that upset at that movie. No, not, not a, well, the, the Snyder cut that you get on the Blu-ray okay. is a lot better than what we saw in the theater. But, it seems to happen a lot for him. Yeah, but yeah. The, I mean, they fucked up Justice League. They fucked up Batman versus Superman, and now they're gonna redo fucking Batman. So do you just continue on with your successful Aquaman, your successful Wonder Woman, and your successful Superman without the Batman that you had in there? Yeah, like I mean, I I feel like yes, you should because it's easy to get rid of Batman. Right, but. The other, I, I don't know if you had this news story, but the whole, the update on the Matt Reeves Batman is like, Affleck is definitely out. For sure. And they're going to go with a... Younger unknown? Well, a younger star to be Batman, and it's supposed to be the Batman and, you know, a, de- a de- more of a detective Batman. Year one. They said not year one. He, not, like, specifically came out and said not year one, but he wants to make it more detective-based. Like, well, so it's not the year one, one like year one. Yeah, I, I mean, like it, it's so it's not the year one, it, but it's he's like, not doing year one. Right? Yeah. They're talking about Long Halloween. They talked about Quarter Vows. They yeah. talked about a lot of it. But my point, my question is, is that you're really gonna fucking kick Affleck to the curb when you could you could turn this whole fucking thing around? They could bring in Batman Beyond. <sighs> that would be dope. That would be. I mean, I mean, as much as I would love to see Michael Keaton as that Bruce Wayne for Batman Beyond. Sure. Because I think that that would just be like holy justice. 
I did like Affleck could easily pull that off. Yeah. But I, I just like, you know, those images of him in that suit were just so goddamn spot on. Oh, he cr- like I, yeah. They just, they're so fucked over. There. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get it. Anyway. So yeah. So they're, yeah, that, that, they're, they're, there's a whole bunch of little news bits in there, but it's just like, yeah, I mean, obviously and then you and I talked about what Kevin Smith said about the Jim Lee storyboard. Oh, the storyboard. Like, Justice League sounded like such a dope project, and then they just came in and just mucked the whole thing up. I mean, and honestly, it sounds like Josh Whedon just came in there and fucked it up and put a bunch of ass shots in it. Yeah, like, it just did not do a great job. Didn't do it justice. And it's like, didn't do it justice, justice League. League. <laughs> uh... Because there's, and if you guys go back, uh, or if any of the Nerd Nation listens to uh, Fat Man Beyond now, as it's called, it used to be Fat Man on Batman, but he talks with uh, Mark Bernardin about seeing the laid out storyboards that Jim Lee did for what the initial idea and purpose for Justice League was, and it was going to be three movies. Right, yeah. And it just, I mean, it, it sounded wonderful. Yeah, it, was it like, sounded so cool. They were like, bringing in Green Lanterns. It was definitely going to be Apocalypse as the villain. Oh yeah, I saw that. It was. I mean, yeah, like everything from Steppenwolf the Nightmare. Steppenwolf wasn't supposed to show up to like the end. The end of it, yeah. yeah. And like the the everything that they like foretold in Batman vs Superman was like supposed to be what actually happened and like yeah, how it, it all played it, out. It all fucking made sense. It all was going to I don't know connect. And yeah, so I was just like, I mean, could whatever, you imagine seeing those fucking storyboards by Jim Lee? I want, yeah, to I, be the fly on that wall. I mean, just to see those and how fucking fantastic. Oh, I'm sure they look dope look. as hell. Mm. Anyway, so anyway, I'm gonna move we're gonna on. we're gonna have a new segment each week. Is like, <laughs> how can DC how fuck DC up this fuck? week? <laughs> yeah, boo 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 We're changing the whole podcast to what the fuck DC? <laughs> WTF DC? <laughs> what the fuck? Uh. Next, uh, the next story. Uh, sorry. No, I totally get it. Uh, the next story, uh, your boy, Watiti, was asked about him doing the third Guardians of the Galaxy he movie. He said, nope. And he said, nah, dog. They are, Chris Pratt came out and said that they are keeping the script that Gunn was working on. For now. Yeah, but For no- now. But nobody wants to take it. Yeah, but nobody's on it. I heard a vicious rumor that somebody who was just snubbed by the academy may be picking it up as a director bradley are you kidding me? how amazing would that be <laughs> might as well somebody he's already, somebody he's already there yeah so said, said that bradley cooper could pick it up and direct it interesting keep i mean i'd be i'd watch it let's yeah. see you know obviously i'm not watching a star is born but Apparently it did well. It's not a bad movie. I'm just over it. <laughs> I mean, when you... When it's you... the fifth version of that movie. Yeah. It's A Star is Born is Spider-Man before Spider-Man. <laughs> and nobody yeah. seems to be talking or giving a bullshit about that. It's just like, come on. Uh, but yeah, so he turned that down. Uh, and then our final one here is FX came out today and said that while they are renewing Legion for a third season, it is going to be the last Yep, and we're supposed to be getting Professor X and um, shit. Somebody else is supposed to show up, character-wise. Mm, I'm trying to remember. That. I'll look. Um, 
So yeah, did you guys did you guys watch? Because we watched the first season. We watched together. the first season. I literally have the second season sitting on my DVR still. Yeah, I haven't watched have. yeah anything of the it second. Is good. I've was, watched all the first. The first, the first season was so good. It was wonderful. I just have so much shit and so much personal in the way. Like I just want people. To, I want to. I want to be able to take a month. Tell everybody well, to leave me alone. We, we're getting to that point now with all the subscription services and all the other, you know, all the different venues to watch stuff. Yeah. That we're starting to get a little overloaded. Like, it you is. can't really watch it all anymore. It's, well, and it's like, really take hard. it in and appreciate it. Yeah. So it's like you almost have to set some things well, on the yeah. shelf for the summer hiatus and the winter hiatus and come back. Like, how it. often did you and I try to watch American Gods? Yeah, still haven't seen it. And so, like, we're still like we only watched like if, like, the if first you and I wanted to go back to watch, I'd, I'd have to start over just because yeah. it's like. Anyway, and um, the trailers I'm seeing for what the third season of that second second, second season it makes me want to go watch last. it. Yeah, they had so much shit. Like half of the cast got replaced. Mm-hmm. But I am on vacation the last week of February, uh-huh. so I'm planning to do a whole lot of asset. Okay, <laughs> watching. I need one of those vacations. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, and then, yeah. So, yeah. So, that's the nerd news. And so, last night, we had our first... Well, not our first. I guess we had the Golden Globes, but our second award show in the season. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's been the BAFTAs. There's been Screen Actors Golden Guild. Globes. Golden Are they Globes. the SAGs already? Mm-hmm. Uh, well... The next uh, award show in the season happened last night with our Grammys. Uh, did you guys watch it all? We did. Brandy's, I would not have watched it unless she was the driving force behind it, so she wanted to watch it, so we did. And um, enjoyed the hell, I, I enjoyed the uh, Dolly Parton tribute. Okay. I thought that was cool. That was about it. Okay. I mean, I was just kind of like, old man in the corner going who the hell's this who the hell's this even the chili peppers i was just kind of like what the fuck you're gonna get out there and that's the song you're gonna pick to play what'd they play i don't even know the fucking title of it but it's off of the like their newer album well yeah but i mean it wasn't like i don't know to me you don't have anything to pimp go out there and like just fucking melt faces yeah like you know? pull out the classic but yeah i was just kind of like what the hell? Who are these people? Yeah. I mean, uh, I know Gambino won. It was the first rap song to win Song of the Year. Mm, and Cardi B was the first, first female, female to take album rock, rap album of the year. I mean, you know, and right on. I mean, it was like a very lady-centric evening, and that's cool. I think that was appropriate. Lady Gaga took home some. Yeah. Um, Alicia Keys kind of seemed like she had one too many joints before the show, but... She's laid back, lady. Keep doing your thing, girl. Yeah. Yeah, she hosted, right? Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, I was kind of doing stuff. It was on, but. Meh. Yeah. Okay. I mean. Yeah, we didn't watch it. We it didn't really it catches up with you, dude. Like, there comes a point in time where you're, and you you realize that you're just kind of like, who the hell are these people? No, I had not yeah, like, heard any of them. I had a very harrowing moment where it was like I went through and like looked at the like best new artist or whatever. Yeah. And I'd only heard of one of them. And it was like <laughs> last week I found out who they were because they played on SNL. Okay. And like the girl that performed on SNL this week, she hosted yeah, and Halsey. sang. Yeah. I have no idea who the hell that is. I've heard one of her songs. It was like Halsey? last year. Yeah. Yeah. Never heard yeah. of her. Really? She's like 
the current like duet person that's like the pairing up with everybody like okay david galetta was a couple years ago david getta getta yeah it's that's her. old man yeah. <laughs> there's jesus a, christ yeah. those are some muscles anyway, go ahead but yeah so i thought this week we would talk about uh some music and ted and i recently got to go see uh one of my favorite movies uh, I don't know where it's at on Ted's list, but definitely, like, I'd say top 25. Enjoyable. Um, we got to go see High Fidelity, and then we did uh, the Q&A with John Cusack afterwards. Yeah. Very strange. Indianapolis, please get your shit together. <laughs> okay. What the fuck, Joni Michaels? <laughs> yeah, well, there's that, too. Like, I don't know if she was fucking high. She was a terrible moderator. She just didn't act like she knew. She kept looking at like the same person off stage, like she was talking directly to them. You know what I'm talking you know about? What, you know what I'm talking about, though, right? You got me, buddy. You see, hey, he puts together lists, you know, right here. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, and then she asked him about Eight Man Out. She, so you filmed Eight Man Out here? Yeah, yes, I did. Okay, next question. Cool. <laughs> it's like <laughs> she was fucking horrible, she dude. Was bad, bad news bears. I don't know how she got that role. Uh, don't either. But yeah, so th- that was a little strange. But uh, the basis of that movie is that he always creates lists, and it's generally based around music. And so I thought for a fun one that we would go over our top three albums. Of all time? Of all time, depending on... Uh, you can you could make your own criteria. Did you two not do any work over the weekend? I'm sure I did. Laying alone, jackass. Okay. I, I did a it's, lot of work this weekend. It's <laughs> called a podcast, Vernon. Just want to make sure because you guys always have that did, same. Did lots and lots and lots of work. Uh-huh. Who's FaceTiming you? John Raleigh. Him and the Mo's House crew are in town. Shout out to Mo's House in Evansville, Indiana. All right. Anyway. But yeah. Okay. So yeah. So uh, top three albums. Ted. Sure. I think this would be a fun discussion. Morrison Hotel by the Doors. Okay. Are you going three, two, one, or one, two, three? I'm just doing three. Like okay. I don't think no particular no, order. No specific order. Um. White album. Bye. The Beatles. Beatles. I should make sure our listeners know. We have some young kids who maybe don't know who these old people are. Just like these old people don't know who these young people are. Uh, and then Wildflowers, Tom Petty. Is that Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers? or no, just Tom it's Petty? just Tom Petty, but, I mean, the Heartbreakers are pretty much on it, so. Okay. Alrighty. That's my three. Were you going to give any, like, hello? Oh, this is a I, podcast. I, maybe you should talk about it. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's all kind of, like, at different times in my life. Like, okay. You know, was angry, angst-ridden youth, and you know. That's why I'm surprised. Like, there's no grunge in there. Well, I mean, you're talking all time. I, yeah, I mean, I am, but based on your own parameters. I mean, you didn't have any blues traveler in there. Come on. No gin blossoms. <laughs> God. <laughs> I mean, you lived it. Like, I that, would crush. That. I would kill to have grown up. Kind of when you'd. I would have really probably rather been. Like, I would have loved to have been like 21 in. 93. Sure. I felt like that would be such a cool time to be alive. I mean, that was... was like 20. I was senior year of high school. In 93? Yeah. 
Yeah. You got hey you got no, a, I mean, you are pretty good. I, I, kid. I had a lot of good music growing up, but I mean at the same time it's kind of like in the pantheon of where things are in my life. Like I don't know. Like like okay, so like Wildflowers would be number one period because I listened to that album and was like moved. Like okay. it's like holy shit, this is great. I remember listening to it the first time. I was driving around that fucking safari van that mom and dad had running oh, errands with her. And I'm like, I just bought this. We're listening to it while she was running in and out of places. And it was fantastic. I still listen to it to this day. Like, When did the album come out? Uh, 96-ish, maybe. Okay. I could look it up. Um, But, I mean, like, The Doors just came along, like, right when... You know, I started smoking weed for the first time and, like, kind of was, like, you know, exploring that side of my personality and just, like, the theater of all of their music really spoke to me. Okay. Um, and did I also kind of... Did you just say smoked to me or spoke, spoke to me? Spoke to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the thing about the doors that Sure, I, did a little bit of both. Right. The thing about the doors that I really liked, and for some odd reason, it was from here to here. <laughs> It was a, a defined collective because he was dead, and there wasn't any more after he died. He couldn't fuck up. Well, yeah, I mean, beyond what he already did. Oh, yeah. But it was like, you could go and get all of the Doors albums, and then you had all of the Doors albums. Okay. And you could, like, it's funny because if you listen to their entire arc of their albums, it's, you can see youth and success, and then you could see excess and... Oh man, there's a lot of horns to cover up some shitty vocals, and then, <laughs> and then you could kind of see that leveling out of "La Woman," which was the direction that they were going to go if he lived. Mm. I mean, they were going to be straight up blues band. Yeah, and that would have been phenomenal. Just to, I mean, could you imagine old Jim Morrison singing blues oh, right now? Yeah. I mean, it would just be crazy. But, I mean, so no matter what, like, Petty and the Doors are always going to be in my heart. Okay, you know. The Beatles, I mean, just because they're so influential on everything. I mean, if I was going to, if there was going to be a rotating, it would be that one. That one would be one that would probably rotate with what I'm in. So, um, but as far as, man, you did bring up a lot of grunge. I mean, I was a big Alice in Chains fan. Yeah. And like, Alice in Chains Unplugged is fucking phenomenal. And it's a great album. But so is Nirvana Unplugged. Like, I think Nirvana Unplugged is probably Nirvana's best album. And they were just up there dicking around. Yeah. You know? <laughs> if you ever, like, you, I think you can get on YouTube and watch, like, the whole recording session. And it is just, like, you know, them just dicking around up on stage. And, like, hey, are we doing this now? Okay, here we go. And, hey, I'm going to go outside for a minute. Or, hey, we got to wait for these people to show up. So, I mean, I mean, I was never a big Pearl Jam fan a lot okay. of people are my age and I, I get it I was a late I don't like and everybody I'm sure will raise an eyebrow and yell at me later but I'm not a, I was not a very big Pearl Jam fan of their early work obviously when it came out I was very too young to appreciate it at all sure but like a lot of kids like in high school that were with me like yeah like they went back and like listened to it and it's like I appreciate the later Pearl Jam stuff, and then more so just like Eddie Vedder on his own stuff. 
Really? Because like I'm a complete opposite. I like, like it more I, than the originals that, or think, the more than like. I think they stuff. may have peaked at 10. 10, 10 was produced phenom- phenomenally. Okay. Um, but like, and this is what turned me off. And I know, I, I know the exact moment. Matt and I are working late one night at Mr. D's on a Sunday night. In Matt's Wickard. Fucking meat department. And there was like this big whole Eddie Vedder radio takeover where he was taking over 103.3. And Edge of the X. Edge of the X. <laughs> and he got on the radio station and just sounded like a complete douchebag. And I was just kind of like, okay. Cool. We're done here. Yeah. I mean, and this was before you had access to those people like we do nowadays. To, yeah. To, to like anybody, to recording artists, movie stars, whoever. I mean, nobody, Twitter wasn't even thought of. No. You know. The coolest thing out there was a tiny flip phone, you know, <laughs> with a tiny screen. You didn't mm-hmm. care about that stuff. But I just kind of fell out of Pearl Jam there. Okay. And, like, was drawn more towards Alice in Chains and Soundgarden and... Soundable I mean, Pilots. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, like, he died. And then it was like, what are you going to do then? You know, Wyland, Scott Wyland yeah. died. And, um, oh, shit, what's his name from Alice in Chains died and... So yeah, it's just kind of, mm, it's hard because that that number three would be would have to be a rotating spot for me. Okay. So, Brian, what about you? Clapton timepieces. Mm, fuck yeah. Okay. Oh god, that's such a good album. Beastie Boys, License to Ill. Yeah. And Prince Controversy. Okay. Is that three, two, one? Any order? Prince Clapton, boys. Okay. One, two, three. Now go. Now so dive in a little bit here. That that's that's just the three best albums. Well, I know, but like, why, like, why Prince's controversy over Purple Rain, or why not Paul's Boutique, and why License uh, to Ill? Lane Stanley. Credit to Corey. Um, Say what? Lane Stanley's the guy from Alice Chains that passed. Oh. And Contra- Corey texts me because we can't see our fucking. Oh, there you go. You just gotta scroll down. Scroll down. Yeah, there you go. There's people. Hey, people. Yeah, there's Corey. So. You're upset. Yeah, controversy Wild because Island. it's a little raw Prince. Where Purple Rain was a great album. Mm-hmm. Just started to, you know, controversy was kind of like a little more roots based. Some great songs in there. Both are both are great albums, but right. If I had to pick one of the two, controversy. Controversy. Licensed to Ill. I mean, that just sets the tone for Spring Break. Okay. Nineteen eighty-six, seven. <laughs> uh, first college Spring Break, and you know, it was just huge. And then, uh, and get your first nephew two months later. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and, and then Clapton. I mean, Jesus. I mean, see that time pieces is kind yeah. of one of the first, you know, essentials kind of compilation album. But it like just it's a box set that everybody, you know, it's an album everybody has. Yeah. It's yeah. just every. I mean, and when you said three top albums, that's one of the things is that I've never been a big album person. Okay. Because usually you get a, a, a album, cassette, CD, whatever. Three songs are okay. Right. One's probably 
the only th- reason why you bought it and the other 10 are crap or you know <laughs> yeah. so i've always been the mixtape guy right it okay. started off that way and then i was djing through college and so i was had to you see. what you didn't know this I've, I've what seen. was your dj name this opens up a whole can of worms goat man dj goat man spinning the ones and twos in it's west just, lafayette indiana hey we've got farm down to bloomington too we used to <laughs> go down there and make money and uh are there pictures of this how oh, have sure. i never heard this yeah i remember he had crates of records yeah. for Bruce i still Nelson. i have one crate of records i saved everything back so all 12 inch vinyl you know single you know yeah yeah you know with just the singles so so you know so stuff like so that you can flip them quick well it's just it's just you know the extended remix of the one good song right yeah. you know you didn't want the <laughs> other 10 so i always would make my own so so it's hard to i, I look at you know qualifying the best album as being something that you want to listen to nearly every song on there yeah, yeah. like and that was it, like the big thing for and me is like kind of plays it, it tells a story or it takes you through from one to the other and controversy i listen to that album front to back all the time beastie boys front to back you know, yeah that's where i'm at with wildflowers and front to back you know the, the, it, it, it's a it, the best album yeah now you know you can drill it down and say best song and stuff like that but but for putting together a huge album you know runner i mean hell one of my runners up was run dmc's first one you know yeah that, i was gonna i was surprised that wasn't in there that was that was in there but i was trying to you know because I, I do have kind of a eclectic mix of tastes and that's what yeah and that's what i was thinking with mine too is kind I of mean, like hell, margaritaville was almost in there you know we used to listen to that album front to back all the time you and aaron can go have a couple of fucking salty it's rims a great fun album you know okay it reminds me of summers at college so so those are my three okay stand stand strong i went so i went with so i don't have any classics on my list just because I kind of went with albums that, like Ted said, like spoke to me at certain times in my life. Yeah. Sure. And so it's not necessarily that they are. Well, a I top mean that's no different than his. That's yeah. where he's at. So it's. I mean, are there better albums than these? Absolutely. Are there better? Al- are there albums that I enjoy more than these? Yes. But these three spoke to me at certain points in my life, and they will always be near and dear okay. to my heart. Um, first CD I ever bought. Gorilla's self-titled album. Nice. They've gone that was on, on my list. They've yeah. gone on to become one of my favorite bands of all time. I've got to see them live, thanks to Ted over here and his miraculous van. Yeah, that was. There's there's buttons on both sides of the elevator. Oh fuck, dude! Aaron had a moment like that, and I was like, "What the?" F-? I was like, "This is what it felt like for Ted." <laughs> <laughs> and she like even looked at me, and she goes, "Whatever, both sides." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> I cannot remember what it was. That's awesome. There was something, and I was like, you got to be kidding me. Uh, so, yeah, so that, and then the fact that it was the first actual, like, CD that I had, like, worked. Do you remember the first CD you bought, Brian? CD? Yeah, the very first CD would have been, I want to say it was, shit, it was the box, I'm, pretty certain it was the box set of obviously you don't remember oh, no, I do, I do. <laughs> do you remember I do. yours uh, uh clapton unplugged okay that's great album too. but and i well, actually still have that i do too oh really well i know the one of the first i think the first one was bruce springsteen gotcha uh born in the usa 
right, finish album. your list. Uh, second uh, album I'll put on here is the Collision Course album that Jay-Z and Linkin Park did for MTV. It okay. was super dope. It is a front to back continue kind of it's kind of a continuous album even though they like obviously have like track listings the entire cd plays itself like front to back okay yeah, like yeah. it's little stoppage sure or it plays into the next song and so like it's almost hard to like listen to track three because you get the tail end of track two right and the lead end of track four gotcha and so it's like it makes you listen to the whole album and it was cool because it's only like six tracks, but every track was a Jay-Z track mixed or mashed collision course style with a Linkin Park song. And say whatever you want about Linkin Park. I don't really give a fuck. Linkin Park was one of my favorite bands. Hybrid Theory to this day is still a really good album. Meteora is one of my top. Meteora is one of my top ten albums. Uh I just loved the way that it did that. And it was like one of the first... Because, like, back in that, you know, I was very much, like, a... I was young, dumb, and impressionable, and it was more of, like, a rock versus rap. Yeah. Like, it was never the culmination of the two, and it was kind of like that with... We had that, too. It was the Justice Knight soundtrack. Oh, really? <laughs> the Dennis Leary movie. Uh, and so and it was kind of like that, too, with, like, like the family. Like, Mom was more, like, R&B, rap, yeah. hip-hop, and Dad was definitely, like, rock and roll. And so it was, like, the first album that kind of introduced the thought of, like, why can't these two hang out together? And, like, later I would find out, like, and Beastie Boys did, did it. Rock. Thanks a lot. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Kid Rock was out before that. And uh, so anyway, but it was, like, you know, and then later I would find out, like, Run DMC did it. The Beastie Boys did it. And so it was very much, like, a thought process. But this was the album that kind of introduced it. Like, hey, it's okay to listen to rap and rock. Sure. Remember and when CDs came in those boxes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Uh, keep people from and so that one, it. So that one will always be on there. And it's like that album is one that is always on a workout list. Gotcha. Like whenever I'm working out because it'll get you hype. And it came with the DVD. Uh, they did a single showing where they did the album live in New York. And it was really cool just to see Jay-Z with like them up there. Uh, and then the third album I'm going to go with is Purple Rain. It was the first vinyl that I ever bought. Uh, I got the soundtrack over at Karma Records over on 31 when it was still a thing. I bought that and uh, Morris Day and the Times Ice Cream Castles on the same day. Nice. Walked over from my shift at Hot Topic and checked out Karma Records. And I was like, hey, I love Prince. And I was like, I, and it was at that point that I found out Morris Day and the Time were an actual band. Outside of, <laughs> outside of the movie. Yeah, yeah. And so the guy that was at the record counter, the gal who was at the record counter, told me, like, I had to have it, and I needed to go home and listen to it. Nice. And the funny thing at that time was that I didn't even have a record player. Yeah. And so I was just like, okay, I'll have them. And so I bought them, and I think they were both, like, I think Ice Cream Castles was only two ninety nine, and Purple Rain was, like, 4 or five ninety nine, And I still have both of those to this day. Uh, Corey chimed in. Uh, his top three albums is uh, Europe 72, Grateful Dead, uh, Wildflowers, and a live one, which is a dual disc fish live set. Okay. Which Queen, was like their... Queen, Queen's greatest hits. That's a, that's a great one, too. Yeah. Yeah. And his first CD was Injustice for All. Metallica. Metallica. Were you ever a big Metallica guy? 
Uh, a little bit, because like I remember Metallica showing up in Thrasher magazine when yeah. I was skating, and they were like just trying to like they're really into that, not into that, but I mean that that's where they kind of laid their groundwork. The culture, was in skate magazines and stuff, and I mean, yeah, I enjoyed it, and then you know the Black Album came out and they were everywhere. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jason said yo, but he has to go eat his dinner. Kathy, okay, go eat dinner. Kathy says he can't come to the Kathy's he can't back. come to the phone right now. <laughs> he can't come out to play. Well, cool. I just I, yeah, I thought that was fun. no, that was appropriate. It's a good idea. Yeah, and it's just like it it is. It's always fun to see kind of like where musically some people are, and like I think that this would be a very fun conversation to have with one Wendy Goaty. Yeah, is she? Good. I mean, like in all honesty, like you. I mean, you. Her and mom and dad are probably, like, my biggest, like, musical influences. Yeah. Because Wendy, Wendy crushed it one year. Uh, she got me in, I mean, she crushes it every Christmas. But one Christmas, she got me in the drawing, and I had just gotten my first car. And rest in peace, Two-Face. Uh, but she just got me one of those, like, CD holders and yeah. filled it with burnt discs nice. of everything that she had and like things that I should be listening to and it's how I found the Violent Femmes mm-hmm. it's how I learned to appreciate Jimi Hendrix uh, oh, and then what's that well, now you can listen to Jimi Hendrix but can't you hear Jimi Hendrix it's right yeah, <laughs> yeah I, think the first I, learned how to, I learned how to hear him a couple of years later <laughs> in, in 86 like one of the first big things that came out was Bruce Springsteen's three CD box set Okay. I remember getting that for Christmas, I think. Okay. And I, it was like one of the first things I got that went along with my CD player. Uh-huh. I just I can remember the packaging. It was oh, like yeah. it was like bigger, like you know, yep. this big and the three CDs in there and everything. So. Such a waste of cardboard. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cuz they did. They used to be in those really like it would only be at the top. Yeah. But they would have like that yes. long rectangular right, cardboard. and then everybody everybody was up in arm about cardboard. So then they made started making the, the plastic, plastic frames, yeah. <laughs> which is even better. It's just like what? But I like I, it didn't make sense to me. Like what what was with the extra space like that? It's to keep from people stealing them. Yeah, couldn't you just wrap something around? Like they, I mean, they inevitably did. But yeah, didn't you see Empire Records? Yeah, I did, but they didn't have those big stupid cases on Yeah, and well, so I, Warren was stealing the fucking <laughs> CDs. Yeah, I mean, that's how they, you know, they they did it with the cardboard, and then they went to the plastic frames, and then they went with the stuff inside. So that's what he's doing with that magnet, is demagnetizing the security bar so it doesn't go off. Okay, that makes sense. I never stole Chris, or I never stole the CDs. The more you know. Yeah. <laughs> so... No, it the the high fidelity thing was cool. It was a my my Christmas present from Brandy and it was yeah it was, it was mine it was for really Wendy. Fun. It was cool to see that. I had a good good time. Went to that new Kroger's tavern beforehand for dinner. Kroger, Kroger. I was like Kroger has taverns now. Yes, they're everywhere. <laughs> yeah, they shut down their grocery stores and they're they kicked the Starbucks out. A local craft brewery. Well, if you listen to this, hit us up on our social medias and let us know your top three albums. Mm-hmm. And so, we'll sp- quickly, I mean, I, I, do you guys have any merchandise? I do. Oh, do you? While Ted's getting that, I just wanted to, I did want to throw out that they announced the LEGO Creation winners this year. Oh, yeah? What and, was it? Uh, it is going to be the Flintstone set and um, the Treehouse. 
that the the guy built freehand. So they're going to take the next six months. What Eh. is this? Eh. Flintstones? The Flintstones one, I was like, meh. Eh. The Flintstone ones could be cool if they include, like, the movie theater screen. Yeah. (laughs) So you could do the whole thing. Oh, no way. Fuzzy so this sucks. is the uh, Collector Corp box for this by month or whatever, and it's X-Men, so I went ahead and got it, so it's yours. All right. You're going to have socks that make you look like Beast. That's such a great idea. That's such a dope idea. Ooh, the Captain Marvel one's coming soon. Yeah, I'm kind of iffy on that. Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters Notebook. Nice. Wolverine a pencil. The fun, the fun code topper. Get the Dark Phoenix, Rock Candy. She looks dope. And the pop you get is Angel. Man, speaking of Funko, like beyond the, from the giants, he's terribly here. ugly. So dope. Uh, He-Man-esque DC superheroes. They oh, the ran. Savage Land. The Savage Land. Yeah. And then I saw some other ones too. So were like, I can't wait to wear those. Like. They're pushing it. Movie monsters or something else. Yeah, they, they did, did with the Freddy. Horror, the horror they did horror, guys, yeah. and then everybody's getting their own Battle Cat-esque. And, yeah. the, those things look terrible. Yeah. Like, the packaging's not good. The sculpts are terrible. No, it looks like old. It, it looks like, you Thank know. Thank you very much. Gro- very cool. Grocery store action figure, you know, one off. Yeah, you know, for like, sure. I do have also, uh, so just as a shout out to our local brick and mortar that I'm a big uh, supporter of, uh, Hero House Comics down in Fountain Square, Indiana, on Prospect Street, right next to the White Rabbit and uh, Turkettis, uh, is my favorite local comic shop. And every Tuesday on their Facebook, if you follow them, they do a Tuesday trivia around, I think it's around 2 p.m. every Tuesday. And so uh, Mike, who runs the shop, will also lead in the trivia. And he picks kind of a theme for the week and does live trivia uh, on his Facebook feed. And if you win, just by typing in the answers, he normally does a one, two, three for the winners. And so the top one normally gets like 25% off their next purchase. And then he'll throw in some other little things. So shout out to them because I've won a few times and I actually took advantage this time. Or was able to. Uh, so I got a buy one, get one on some shirts. And I found this one for Brian. What? Jesus, what is that, like triple X or something? <laughs> no, Hollow chest grandmaster let the Wookiee win. It's a large. It is large. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty cool. That is awesome. And then I had to buy. Unfortunately, they didn't have one for yet. They didn't have any cool ones like in that size. So uh, I did pick up. <laughs> Thank you, bud. Thor Ooh. destroying Drax. Ooh. In an old school Thor book. So we, uh, who broke what? Brian touched it. Oh, there I touched goes. it. Again. Determined to demolish Drax the Destroyer. So it is a side story of the Infinity Crusade. I thought yeah, that was a fun cover. Okay. Yeah, and then I got it's just an crazy all gray how one. different. Oh, Drax, Drax looks. Yeah, like yeah. how they pulled that. Thank you. Yeah, and then I got my T-shirt that I got is actually X-Men based. It's just all gray, and then it's got like the fun X on the front. Cool. You'll see it in a gym near you. Uh-huh. With your B socks. Yeah. 
Oh, please do that. Oh, for sure. Alrighty. Well, to round out the episode, we normally do our guy walks into a bar. So, given that you either have a stone cold can of whoop ass with Hobbs or more of a champagne problem with Shaw, who are you going to cozy up to the bar with? Brian. Brian? Shaw. Okay. Ted? I don't know which one's which, but I'm going to go with The Rock. Hobbs. <laughs> and I would definitely as well go with Hobbs as, uh, as my partner at the drinking bar. He, he's not like a drinker, though. He, the, the, that's the thing. Oh, Shaw would be way more fun. No way. He could get Hobbs drunk and just have him start arm wrestling everybody he, in the bar. get him to drink, yeah. Oh, I'm sure he would. He was always talking about drinking Coronas with Dom. And Fast and the Furious 8 before Dom betrayed them. Oh, all right. Wave so, goodbye to Facebook. Bye, Facebook. Facebook. All righty. So that's going to do it for us, and that wraps up episode 84. Indeed. We are glad to be back, and I hope you're glad to have us back. Check those subscriptions, and uh, make sure you go to our Facebook and just search NerdSpeak, where we do a live video of our podcast for the week. And you can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram using uh, our handle at nerdspeak underscore. And you can has, use the hashtag nerdverses or nerdspeak. And give us any uh, shout outs that you would like, or if you have anything negative to say, you can do it there too. Or, or positive. I said positives first, I said shout outs. Uh, so, yeah, so hit us up on the social meds. Brian, if they wanted to leave us a positive or negative review, where could they do that? Uh, really anywhere you want but iTunes would be great because then they could also subscribe subscribe. <laughs> okay. subscribe to our podcast <laughs> and Ted if they wanted to give us any money where would they do Patreon, that? Patreon bitches big pimpin backslash nerdspeak alright well that's going to do it for us see you later nerd nation everybody have a good week Brian big up at NYC, it's just that jigger man, Pam C and B U M B. Yo yo yo, big pimpin', spending cheese. We doing big pimpin' on B L A D.